Performer Talks. I'm your host, Bethany Unwin. Before we get into this episode, I just want to take a moment to say thank you for listening. If you love our episodes, please do leave us a review on Spotify or iTunes so we can help more performers for free. And please do share this episode with anyone you think this may help or may enjoy this content. I appreciate you and I'm so, so grateful for your support. So today, I am so delighted to be joined by my co-host, Spencer Martinez. Hi! Hey, darling. I'm so pleased that you said yes to doing this. Oh, I wouldn't say anything else. And I'm so grateful that you asked me to. And I'm so excited for this conversation and a little cup of tea. Yes, absolutely. Always have the cup of tea. Um, Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. The reason I asked Spencer to be my co-host is I thought that once a month we could meet up and talk about our careers, what's going on and what's going on in the industry right now. And obviously Spencer is based in the US, which means there's a whole new industry and line of insight coming from across the pond. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think people from the U.S. want to know more about, like, the U.K. and what it's like acting over there, and I think it's a great way for us to collide. It would be great. And as well, I think it's really interesting for people to hear two people that are genuinely going through it right now, that are in a bit of the thick of it, (laughs) and that are going through everything that's happening, and kind of just giving not only an opinion but a friendly share of advice of how we're dealing with it because no one really gets that vulnerable and talks about the journey that we're on and I think if we both do it hopefully people will will feel reassured that they're not the only ones going through it as well oh girl yeah if anyone's dealing with it right now trying to go through this I am here I am your girl and there's been tears <laughs> but it's good tears but it's good tears though but the most important thing is that you keep moving forward and even if it's scary you just have to do it anyway absolutely that's so, idea. it's it so that's exactly why we're going to be doing this we're going to be doing it once a month um so I think we should just kind of get stuck in but I think if it it would be really great for people who haven't heard the previous episode, if you haven't listened to the episode where I interview Spencer and everything she does, go check it out. Um, but for all the listeners that don't know what you get up to, can you just share a little bit of light as to who my new co-host is? Yeah, okay, I'm not, here's a little blurb about me. Um, okay, um, I'm from South Jersey um, in the United States. Uh, and I lived in a log cabin. I feel like that's something always weird that people have no idea what that is. Um, lived in a log cabin. We um, went to theater school at Fairleigh Dickinson University with like a dance minor. Always wanted to do theater and then moved to New York. And when COVID hit, I'm back down to South Jersey and I created a company called Limelight which is a platform where performers can go to find teachers and there's reviews on there and just to keep like our industry as like safe as possible, but also like kind of like 
zhuzhed up a little bit. I think it kind of needs some help, and it's very archaic, and it's time for younger people to step in and help out the industry as much as possible. So that's me, and I'm also now, I gave myself a year to focus on the company, and now I'm stepping back, back into acting, and I'm a little nervous and scared, but also very excited at the same time. It's a really exciting time, and I saw your video that you posted about saying like how scared you were to get back started again. What is it that like most scares you? Mm, okay. Well, there's there's a bunch of things that definitely go into my head. I mean, one, I I know this about myself that I'm a huge people pleaser, and there's always a fear of of um, what if I'm not good enough. And which I think a lot of actors all feel that or comparing yourself to someone else that maybe you've had the same training or, and they're just a little bit ahead of you. And you're like, Oh, like, why, why is that? Like, or when you submit an audition and you just feel like not getting, like, it's not even getting looked at, like what's wrong with me. And then you think it's you, but now like looking back on it it's it's not really you it's what the what the project is and it's very specific and that's fine but I think I really think the fear is if I put my all into this what if like nothing comes of it you know and you're like wow like that's scary and I definitely look I I, I don't know why but I have this like weird fear of like I don't do this and I like just live a different life and I just focus on limelight and I don't focus on acting and if I ever have children I don't know if that's even in the plans but and then I'm like wow like they asked me like oh like, what did you do I really want to wanted to be an actor and that's really what I wanted to do and if I don't do that I feel like I'll be upset and um I don't know, I don't want to be nasty when I'm old. So I really want to just focus on what really makes me happy right now and really just do, just do it. So that's what's happening right now. And I just finished my website. My website was not horrible, but um, our Limelight website was a lot cuter. And I can't have my actual acting website be not as cute as Limelight's website. So I just did a little rebrand. I, did it, I finished it last night, and I'm, like, just kind of going, like, from week to week of focusing on what's the next thing I have to do, because if I make a long list, because I am a Virgo, I need to plan, and if I don't make that list, and I don't chop it up in different sections, I'll get really overwhelmed, and that's not, and it's supposed to be fun, like, it's supposed to be fun and exciting, and you get to, like, focus on your career, and it's great, but, um, I just don't want to get overwhelmed at the same time. Yeah, I think I think what you said there about like the you had other things in the pipeline, so it would have been really easy to just sit back and be like, okay, I'll do this and take like the comfy route. And I know yeah. when I graduated, I got offered like a, a really great teaching position, and it was like set salary and I enjoyed it it wasn't 100% what I wanted to do but I was like I like I enjoy it and um it was pretty much to take over the school and then eventually be handed on the school 
And I was like, okay, that's like a really good salary, really good money. I know they treat me really well. And it was so enticing. And I literally, I don't even think there's family members that know I turned it down because I know I'd have been talked into like, oh, that's really cool though. That's like a good idea. Maybe you shouldn't cut that off. And that was, it was a make or break moment. And I had to be like, no, (laughs) because otherwise it had been really tempting to, to do that and have the safety net and the stability to choose something that's unstable and unsafe. Yes, it's exciting, but it's also scary. Right. And I don't think right. people realise like how scary it is to put yourself out there and be like, no, I want this and I'm going to do this, even though it may not work or it may take years and years and years. I'm still going to put myself out there and say, I want to do this. Like that is scary. Exactly. And also like really like, and you were saying like the 10 year, like in 10 years, like, would you like regret that? Like, I don't want to regret my life. Like that's just, I hear so many people like, oh, I really wish I like focused on my dreams. So you're like, oh, like that. I don't want that. I want to be like, I was able to follow my dreams. And that sounds like so corny. And there's like unicorn flying around everywhere, but it's not like it's, it's really exciting because I, when, I don't know, there's, when we were looking at uh, people that, to like develop the app, and they're like, oh yeah, I always wanted to like be in a band or I always like wanted to like do the acting thing, but I really just like saw this job and it makes me happy right now, but I really wish I got to do that. Okay, I don't want that. That's not something I want. So it's, it's better just to jump in and just do it. And I think as well, there's that quote, isn't there, that doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. Like, it doesn't matter. I've never heard that. Have you not? It's like in my journal. (laughs) I love it. Oh, my God. I'm writing on my wall, like with paint. I love that. Yes. And it's so true, isn't it? Like, it doesn't matter how long it takes, because eventually, if you keep persevering and you keep working hard enough, eventually doors will open you might have to like give them a good nudge but they will open for you and I think that there's always that seed of doubt in your mind and people who give it up will never know if they could have made it and I never want to not know exactly absolutely absolutely but it also takes a lot of time and um focus to really just keep doing it and keep pushing through and I think that's also something that's important to so younger actors get upset by not booking something or you're concerned if you just keep going, it's going to happen. There's no way it doesn't. If you keep putting in that energy, it's going to go somewhere, no matter what. Yeah. yeah. And you see it all the time. Like, there's some people in the industry, most are insanely, insanely talented but there's one or two that you just have to give credit to because they've just kept going and they may not have always been yeah. the most talented person in the room, but they've been disciplined enough and resilient enough to keep persevering and eventually they, uh-huh. they make it and they will admit to you that they weren't the, the most talented, most scouted, most wanted people in the business. But now because they've like kept going and going and going, now they are who they are. Exactly. And probably through that because they worked on their craft they took classes yes they took the voice lessons they took the dance classes they took 
the TV film classes, which I think is like where I'm moving towards. I love musical theater, but I, I'm finding a, a love of like film TV. So that's what I think is scary because I feel like I really know everything about theater, but I know what that community is like. And I know where those places are to do those classes on where to find those things. So now it's more like acting TV film where I'm like, Ooh, I don't know what this is. Like this is something new and exciting. So I think that's also another point. Even though you know more about one subject, if you kind of have what you're what you've learned about that and you can kind of transfer it over, I think that makes you feel a little better because it's not exactly the same, but there's definitely parts where it's a little similar. And it's really exciting, isn't it, to like feel you're getting stuck back in again. Have you like written all your goals down in your plans? Yeah. Oh yeah. I so my so I have a couple of goals. I think I did have an agent, um, and I which I was really, really grateful for. After college I got signed right away. And there was always a point where I'm like, you know, I don't think they really see who I am. And I was going in for roles that I don't know. Um, I got put in as a mom for a couple of things and I don't look like a mom. If you see what I look like, I look like I'm 16, um, which I have to think, say thanks to like Kiehl's skincare, but... Um, <laughs> which skincare brand was that? Kiehl's and Lineage, they're the best. Okay. Um, if you're looking at skincare vibes, that's, that's it. Um, Kiehl's is what... Um, all the uh, theater boys use and like if they're using it it has to be great and so one of my uh one friend knows the lady at the store so she she really helped me out which is great but um I was getting put in with like different commercials and there was a couple of times where I was like the long height and I'm like they don't I don't think they know who I am and I wish I got to shop around a little more and I didn't get to do that because in the U.S. it's a little different. When you get an agency, you're kind of like stuck, kind of, and you're kind of there with them. And it's and you know what? It's okay to leave an agency. And over COVID, I wasn't getting any auditions. I'm like, you know what? It's time to move on. And that's scary because I felt I was like, oh, I have an agent. I'm fine. Like this is great. But if it's not helping your career, then I don't think that helps you in any way. Yeah, it kind of, I think kind of makes it worse. Yeah, having the wrong agent can sometimes be worse than having like no agent at all. And getting that through to people is like, no, even if I get a really bad agent, they'll still help me. And I'm like, yeah, but they might not help you no. in the right way. <laughs> yes, they're going to push you in the total different direction than really what you want. Um, so I think having an agent in like the next like, six months is something that I'm really pushing for. I don't want to be like, in a month, I'm going to get an agent. Like, that just seems very unrealistic. Um, you have to plan for those things, and I'm just, like, giving myself a little wiggle room. But definitely within the six months, I'm looking to have an agent, like, just to be, like, signed, maybe, like, TV, film, commercial. I'm not sure if I'm even going to really think about theater. I would like to, but it doesn't need to – it doesn't need to happen. Um and then I have, um, within the year, I want to book at least, like, two things. 
like let's just like start small let's just do two things I feel like that's something I can do um and so then I have like a weekly goal and like the weekly goal is to audition like three times at least like that's the minimum because if you're putting out three auditions a week then you're kind of like still add up so that's something that I have what are other things I had to finish my website that's done uh, another thing is I'm trying to get more educated. So reading a couple of plays, even though I'm not really looking to do like more theater, but just to get educated and read a couple of books a month, I think is really important. And what else? I need a new mic. We were just talking about this. <laughs> I need a new microphone. I'm using my AirPods right now and they're not even mine. They're my partners. And I was like, I need a microphone. So that's something I'm looking at, but I was, uh, so online light, we do a 50 cent session and so they're 50 cents and we bring someone on just to make theater more and honestly the industry just more accessible for everyone because classes can be so expensive. So he said, something that I like to do is to get ready for auditions is I like work on setting up my, um, audition corner. So, like, getting the light out, getting the microphone, getting your phone ready, getting, like, prepared, knowing, like, where your sight lines are. And he's like, you should do that at least something like 50 times. So, you know that this is the fastest way for you to get everything together and so that you can be on and, like, prepared and so you're not like, okay, like, where am I plugging this into again? Like, how am I supposed to put this ring light up again? How do I fold or unfold my backdrop if I have to fold the backdrop? Like, and just feeling like this is just like muscle memory. And I'm like, that's kind of odd. And then now I'm doing it. And I'm like, whoa, this is great. Like I have, I know what I'm doing. I'm not like frazzled that I have to put up this thing and whatever, but that helped a lot. And his name is Lon Johnson. So a little a little key out to him he was really great and helpful with like getting ready for auditions and how to kind of prepare for them without feeling like frazzled I I used to have in my old flat like I used to have very limited space and I wish I'd have practice more the setup and things because I think I'd have done a lot more self-tapes but always by the time I'd like rearranged everything and like made a good space and set everything up like I'd got time to do maybe one take and then that was it and then I'd got to go off and do something else so now I'm very fortunate that obviously we have the office and there's like a plain white wall and my ring light's always set up and ready to go so I'm very fortunate that I can just like jump into the space but definitely when I had a limited space that's something I should have done a lot more and I I will quite happily hold my hands up and say that I didn't do enough of like I I just I didn't realize the importance of it and obviously that was like pre-pandemic and as the pandemic was starting so self-tapes weren't really like back in the day making us sound so old but like self-tapes weren't really a thing like out of the 100 times that you got an audition one would be self-tapes and now out of the 100 times it's 99 times you'd be doing self-tapes and one time in person exactly and so what's your take on it do you like self-tapes or do you like auditions do you know what i like i have mixed feelings i miss being in the room with people and like having that connection like i i love being able and i love being able to read a panel i think from a point of view of 
which you can never always read them because they're quite good at staying poke face. But sometimes you go in and you're like, okay, I know I'm not getting this job. They clearly have someone else lined up and you can really like get a sense of what the room's like. Or sometimes they like adore you and you know that like, even if you don't get the job, you've made a fantastic impression on them. And that that is enough because there's so many exactly. external factors that come down to casting shows. So if they, you know, really like you and you can read the room and you make a really good impression, you know you've done that. So I miss that with self-tapes. I miss not being able to read the room. But I have to say, self-tapes are a wonderful thing. Like, I, I love them. Like, you can save yourself a lot of money <laughs> in traveling and expenses. Like, that costs an arm and a leg to get to auditions. If you're only going to be in there for, like, a three-minute scene and then that's it, that's your whole audition done, um, then I'd rather do it at home where I can take it and the joy of self-taping you can do it as many times as you like you can play with the material and work out the best way to showcase yourself before sending it off and I think that is just such an asset so I think first round I much prefer to self-tape but then obviously like recalls and stuff I definitely want to be recalled in person so I can read the room unless it's going to be like a super quick recall just to see if you fit the rest of the jigsaw puzzle um but I do so recall is your recall your callback yeah sorry yeah okay this is good this is good yeah did you guys say callback or you say recall recall that's how they call it to us anyway they say oh we're calling you in for a recall audition so yeah love that okay so us people to recall in the uk not call back yeah (laughs) yeah call back in the us right yeah call back yeah i would call back so what do you prefer do you prefer self-taping or do you prefer it in person well now that i'm like getting started again honestly like the being able to just set up my setup um, and to make it a lot faster and easier. The self-tape is so much lovelier and it's just easy. And I don't have to worry about, honestly, like taking off from work. It's like, it saves me time and it saves like the, the person that I'm working for a headache. So that's great. Um, but there is something that I love like about being in the room and kind of connecting and I do feel like my auditioning is okay, but I do, I don't know, I don't want to talk about myself, but I feel like I have, like, a certain, like, personality where, like, if you meet me in person and they're like, oh, okay, and I just want to make sure I get that across as much as possible, and sometimes I find, like, I find that being hard, but just, um, just being able to be myself over the self-tape is great and honestly making tiktok videos this is so silly but i feel so much more comfortable in front of my phone it's like actually unbelievable because i feel like i can take a self-tape maybe like three times but before that i was like all right this is the third time this is like the tenth time and i'm stressed out and i don't think i got it yet and i'm this is horrible like why can't i get this and you're because you put so much pressure on yourself to get it done, and it doesn't need that. It's okay. You just be yourself and do what you need to do, and then you're done. But you're able to do it again, but just not thirty times. Yeah, I do. You know what? I I hundred percent agree with that. Like before, I did TikToks, 
I actually was so uncomfortable in front of a camera. I look back at things and I'm like, oh my God. Like it was, it, I, there's no other word for it. Very. They were shocking. My tapes were shocking. My first TikTok videos, I apologize for anyone who sat through them. I look back at them and I'm actually mortified. Sometimes I look back at videos, I was like, I had no energy. My voice sounded dreadful. Like, I've got no personality. Yeah. I'm just like, do this, do this. I sound horrible. <laughs> I sound like a headmaster. And it's just, it, right. like, it's terrible. So um, apologies for anyone who had to witness those videos. I'm working on it. Um, and like, you improve each time you do it. And it has made me so much more comfortable, especially doing things like the acting challenges on TikTok because you watch yourself back all the time and that is something I hate doing. I must admit, I love a cringe when I see myself performing. But when you're like watching the TikTok, you, it's so quick and it actually doesn't feel like you're watching yourself back, but you are and you're correcting what you're doing. And for me, yeah. acting wise, that's like made such a difference. It really has. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's what I think is really interesting because I've heard people being like, oh, like, do you rewatch your self tapes like months after? And I'm like, no. And you're like, look, watch. And you can see, wow, I know why I didn't look that. But you know, it, it helps you. <laughs> oh my God, it's so horrible. And I don't really love watching myself, but it's, <laughs> there are some things that I've like, and they're really, really old, but my God, like, just help a girl out. Like, it was just, ah. Uh, I could just see casting opening up the the, the submission and like, what was she thinking? <laughs> but it's but it's really good to rewatch them because you get to learn from them. Just like an acting class, you watch someone do their work and you're like, okay, like they could have done that differently, or this is what you could have done. But you're actually able to rewatch yourself, and I think that's really important. If you have self tapes, like maybe like. I don't know, once a year, you just kind of go back and watch them as how painful that is for you. It's going to help you in the long run. Absolutely. Some things are so painful to do, aren't they? But you know they're what oh. makes make you progress. Right, right, yeah. And you know what? No one else has to see them. It's just you and the casting director. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah, there was some pretty horrendous tapes out there. I hope they don't research, like, you know, if you ever ended up like being, you know, really known in your field, you hope that these clips never resurface. Casting director was like, oh look how they started out like. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my God. And I have to ask them to like sign something or, or something. I, I just, uh, no, absolutely not. There, those will not be let out. Of my dead body. <laughs> <laughs> Our PR agents are going to have to have some work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God, that's horrendous. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but do you feel like you're booking more now because of your because you feel more comfortable in front of the camera? Absolutely. The job that I'm I've got coming up was self tapes, and it was for a theatre job, and I had to do four tapes for it. Um, and it was like oh four monologues of different characters because there's a bit of multi-rolling in the show and they were four completely different characters and the deadline was like in three weeks but I was like you know what 
I'm gonna get it done. So within 12 hours, I'd learnt it, I'd edited it, I'd filmed them all and I sent them off to the casting team. Um, and it was, it was a hefty, quick turnaround, but I enjoyed taping for like the first time. And I made, I heard my acting coach and I've been taking a lot of acting classes this year. And that's like, like made huge progress. I looked back at things I did before Christmas and I was like, wow, in like a few months, it's completely changed the game. Um, That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, it's been hard work. I'll give you that. It's been a lot of being really vulnerable and really um, open to pushing yourself well outside your comfort zone. Um, So that's been tricky. Um, But I heard my acting teacher, like as I was taping it, I heard my acting teacher like in my head be like, make the bold choice. So I just made like ridiculous choices that I felt were right for each character and I just went for it. And I was like, it's it's a risk, but it'll either pay off or it won't. And I just kind of got to that point where I'd done quite a few takes. I was like, meh, I'm just gonna do what I think and just have fun with it and enjoy it. I beatboxed in one of the tapes. So that really shows you like, <laughs> Um, it was. I need to see these right now. <laughs> they are not getting out. Um, but like <laughs> it, it was just it fit the character what it was right for, and um, yeah, and it so happened that that risk paid off. But I don't think if it was even a few months ago, I don't think I'd be in the fortunate enough position to say I booked that job. Now. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's nuts. See what happens when you do TikTok videos, changes and taking class. <laughs> yeah, I think those are the two biggest things for me, actually. Like, I know it sounds ridiculous to say, but TikTok has helped so much. And mm-hmm. acting class, when I graduated, I the, the teachers always said, go to class and get yourself to class each week. And it became such an expensive thing. And I was trying to find my feet. And I just... I. I think after graduating as well, I wasn't ready to go back into that environment of being so vulnerable and the the competitive atmosphere, like which doesn't exist outside right. of drama school, which blew my mind. Like if you don't yeah, go to those big studios, there's not those massive competitive. I'm very fortunate to be at a great group where everyone is truly vulnerable and accepting and helps each other become better. And if you find those right. groups, it changes the game for you. Um, so I think that was something I didn't realize when I graduated. Everyone said, oh, you've got to get yourself to class. But I don't think I was fully ready to to put myself back in those environments. And I always blamed it on, oh, it's too much money or, um, and it was quite a lot of money um, at a time when you don't really have much graduating. But I think the main yeah. thing was I was I was scared. I was really scared to be back in that environment again and I wasn't ready to put myself through that. But now, thankfully, I found a really great place and um, it has helped me. I I can't even express how much it's it's helped being at a great place with the great people with great people with a great coach it really has changed the game for me so I encourage anyone who's wanting to do training or thinking they should to do it just test the waters and find somewhere where you are going to get the best out of yourself yeah absolutely I think it's so important education is what's going to help you grow it's going to help you network 
but it's also going to help yourself in your own career. So with this new contract, I know you can't talk about it, what specific, what it is, but how are you getting ready for this contract? It's, uh, there's a lot of misconception that I think people think that I get a contract and then all of a sudden I just work towards this contract. Like all year round, you have to be on top of everything. So when these opportunities arise, you're, you're ready. But um, yeah. definitely I've catered all my training that I had been doing just generally across the board to certain things. So even though I can't say too much at the minute, because um, it's kind of, it's in the contract, but I think they are going to um, let us say things as the process goes on. Um, but it is for theatre, I can say that much. Um, and yeah. it's so obviously like I'm training my, catering my training more towards the theatrical side rather than TV and film right now. I'm still keeping up with that on the side, but I'm just focusing a bit more time into the kind of area that I'm going to be working in. And to be honest, this is a very energetic and full on, it's going to take a lot of stamina. Um, it's not so much vocally demanding it's not so much dance based heavy dance choreo so i'll still be going to class and keeping those things up um but more time will be spent at the gym because i actually need the strength and stamina to to get through these shows and now i'm in the best physical place to not be prone to illness and injury because it's going to be a lot of going through it and keeping that energy up for you know long days and things is going to be tough so I feel like it's the stamina thing and eating nutritional foods and kind of getting into a bit of a routine so I get good sleep um they're going to be the things that I need to to focus on with this because it's not like it demands a certain element it's just the stamina that I'm I'm scared of so I've really been Mm -hmm. Lewis obviously used to be a PT and still does things in that area so um, I'm very fortunate that he's made like this huge gym plan of what I've got to do. Um, yeah, he's brilliant. So he's been helping with that and he cooks, which is amazing. Um, and We love a man that can cook, thank God. <laughs> we do. We really do. Um, especially because my, my cooking skills are limited. I'm definitely better, but I'm still not. I'm still not there. But I just don't Wait, have so the patience what does he for it. Cook? I, I don't know. What's, what's the best thing that he cooks? Now I even know. Um, he cooks a cracking roast dinner, I'm not going to lie. But he no. makes, like, chicken curry from scratch with, like, all the sauce and everything. Oh He'll goodness. make, oh, one of my favourites, teriyaki chicken. So, like, the sweet, sticky noodles and everything. Oh. Gold. Um, but Now he's... I'm hungry. <laughs> Sorry. Um... Yeah, I'm very fortunate to have him around and he always makes sure that I get really nutritious meals, which I think will be will be key. And especially with the intensity of the contract, I think I'm going to have to do a lot of meal prepping to make sure I've got right. those foods in the dressing room that are going to fuel me in the right way. So that's kind of the focus right now. I think it's really important what you said, talking about like nutrition and not about you losing weight and getting like skinny. Because I feel like in our industry, it's, that's what people say. And like, oh, I just need to lose this weight. And I, no, that's not what you need to do. You just need to be healthy and eat the right food and focus on your nutrition. And it's not about you getting skinny and losing weight. 
And I think what you said is really, really important for everyone to hear. Like, you don't need to work out 24-7. You don't need to do two-a-days. But I think a 20-minute workout, like, five times a week helps and helps you stay healthy. But you don't need to kill yourself over over that, you know. But I think eating healthy and all that stuff. But I, I I was just hearing a couple doctors being like, oh, I just need to lose this weight. I just need to lose this weight. I'm like, no, that's not, you need the stamina to like sustain what you're doing on stage. And that's so important and to gain that, but you don't need to worry about weight loss. Yeah, I think that's massively important. And I'm only doing three workouts a week. It's just they're more tailored towards stamina. And I have four rest days. Yeah. Um, there might be the odd day where I also take a dance class, so I do four days on, but I always make sure I have at least three days off um, to that's just completely fine. rest my body. And when the contract starts, you know, that's going to change again because I'm going to be doing all the shows and things. So I'm not going to be going to the gym three times a week, um, probably drop down to twice a week, but then I won't be doing any other classes as well. So it literally will be twice a week on top of the yeah. contract. Um so and that's just to make sure that I'm keeping maintained so that when the opportunity and the contracts end that I'm ready for every other thing that possibly comes along because you just never know what's coming and if you've only got like a week to prepare for like an action movie (laughs) you know you've got to be ready you're screwed yeah (laughs) you like one week (laughs) is not enough time to prepare for that kind of role so you just got to be ready at all times to know that you're like physically in the best place that you can be. And that doesn't mean being a certain size or a certain weight. It just means you feel that you are at the best place you could be at physically, mentally and emotionally. And you've got to do what you need to do to, to be happy above all else. So just, just focus on those things rather than having a certain limit to, to what you feel you need to do. Absolutely. So, so since you're going on contract, what are five things you're going to pack? Oh, that's a good question. Makeup bag, because um, (laughs) (laughs) um, the stage lights, more than anything, I mean, people know, know me know I'm really pale. If I don't have decent stage makeup on, boom. I'm going to be reflecting the light back at people. Audiences will be blinded. It will not be a good day for anyone. So stage makeup, I feel, is is important for me to to remember. I've just brought a whole new lot of stage makeup in preparation. I was going to ask you, what, did, what, what stage makeup do you have? Um, I've brought a foundation. It's not quite as dark as I wanted. Um, it's really quite similar to my skin tone, which is great for TV and film. Um, but I might just have to layer it up a little bit so that it doesn't reflect the light. Um, and then I brought like a whole new eyeshadow palette full of neutrals and nudes because on stage even, I'm not going to be doing a smoky eye or anything ridiculous like that. It's not that kind of show. Um, so it will be very much the nude kind of colours 
and then I can use it for TV and film as well. There's a few with a little bit of glitter in there, yes. so they might make an appearance for stage, but the the nudes I felt were really important for TV and film as well. So I've brought a palette that's going to be diverse enough to use for all those different elements of what we do. Um, and then some concealer and a red lip because stage. Um, so yeah, I'll be packing my makeup bag. For me, food and drink is super important. Like making sure I've got enough food to fuel my day is, is massively important and enough water because yeah. like your mouth starts to stick together and like it just, you it's just not the one and like your teeth and everything, you end up like that like halfway through if you don't have a drink. So um, that and obviously I'll be singing and talking a lot in the show. So um, it will need hydrating. Um, other than that, I think um, practically I need to take all the different shoes and undergarments, whatever needs to go with costumes. Um, uh, hair stuff, obviously. There's quite a lot of things that, that need packing. I'll probably do a video on it. Um, and also all my scripts, any materials that I need, but also just um, a professional approach. I know it's not a physical thing, but I think that counts for so much. You know, you can forget everything, which isn't massively professional, but you can forget everything. And if you just turn up and be present in the room and take on everything and are lovely to work with, that above all else, it doesn't matter what you've brought with you, as long as you can do all those things, I'd still argue food and water. Um, but that's the main thing that I definitely feel that I need to be bringing is my approach and show that, you know, I'm I'm a good person to hopefully work with because you want these people to think of you again and recommend you for your next job and report back to your agent that you were great to work with. Um, exactly. You want people to know who you are and if you work well with them, that's what's going to make you stand out. Absolutely. And being prepared and being early, showing up early to, to oh, rehearsal. Yeah. So important. I don't know about you, but I get super stressed when I feel like I'm going to be oh. late. Like if I'm getting public transport, you better believe I'm on like the third train before I actually need to be on that train. Because otherwise... And this is why we are friends. Absolutely. <laughs> I literally will stress out. Like, we have to get there. Oh my God, we're late. I'm like, oh, it was like 30 minutes. I don't know why, but that's just how I am. I think there's something to do with our training. Were they strict on that with you? Yeah, yeah, they were. I mean, it was always, um, maybe not college-wise, but when I was doing, like, different camps, I feel like, if you're not 10 minutes early, then you're late. It's like, whoa. And I remember a couple of students were, like, chewed out for, like, not being, for being late, and I'm like, this will never happen to me, because I don't want the attention, like, that kind of attention, um, so I think that just, like, made me nervous, but I agree, they always talk about, you have to be, you have to be early, and if you're late, then don't bother showing up. (laughs) That was, that was pretty much it, (laughs) yeah, that's what scared me, too, yeah, they were like, if you're on time, you are so late, like so just yeah and that feeling of being late now I get a panic I'm like oh no if I'm not if I'm not early I'm late oh um my God, I so. know. And, and Jake really could care less I'm like we have to get there Lewis is the same Lewis is so chilled out I was like in a minute I'm like no yeah no, no. <laughs> 
Like you're literally a central demon. It's terrible. Literally, my body turns goes into hives. It's like a problem. Like, all right, we gotta get there. Like, I'm stressed out. Yeah. I'm glad it's not just me that like. Maybe there's like. Maybe every performer does this. Maybe I want to know if if anyone listens to this. I want to hear if you're if you're like this as well. Are you like us? Are you crazy like we are, or is it just us? (laughs) Are we just psychotic? Yeah, probably. Probably. Um. So I've heard that Cinderella is coming to Broadway. Yes, you mean bad Cinderella. Oh yeah, sorry, I forgot about the the rebrand. It's oh yeah, we got a rebrand. That's I. I don't really, I don't really know much about um, what happened in in the West End version. So if you wanna cue me in on all the gossip, that would be great. But um, it's coming to Broadway. Yeah, it's um. That's why I think one of the reasons it's rebranded, I think maybe is because of the the rapport that it got over here. Um, so basically, short version of what happened is they decided they were closing closing the show um quite immediately. Um, and they, did you see it? Did you see the show? I didn't see the show, but it no. very very mixed reviews. It was a bit like Marmite from what I saw of it. Um, from what the reviews I saw, they were either hyping it up or couldn't think less of it. Um, oh yeah, it's okay. Yeah, so it was it was very a very mixed bag. Um, but they decided they were closing the show quite quickly and they put out the press release one hour after telling the cast in the theatre. Right. So there were some people that weren't in the theatre that day, that weren't working, that weren't on show. They literally just found out and the rest of the world knew. So their loved ones at home were seeing this news come through and they hadn't heard anything um they'd just been told you know their livelihoods are going and within like half an hour the rest of the world knew that too um yeah it was just it was just horrific that how the whole thing played out and that's crazy that's i feel like that's against like union rules or yeah. something that has to be that's crazy yeah i think equity bless their hearts they were brilliant they they tried to do everything they could i mean obviously it would never soften the blow of of what happened but I'm fairly sure I saw a lot of things that were going on obviously I wasn't involved in the whole thing so they'll know a lot more as to what happened and what went down um but in terms of the the shock that people on the west end like the biggest in the business were being treated like that it was it was something that that shocked a lot of us because it was like if it happens to them, where else is this going to trickle down to? And, um, you know, they're some of the biggest creative teams and producers in the business. And to not think about how that would affect people. And then they put out a statement about it and it just didn't apologise. There was no apology. On closing night, there was a letter from Andrew Lloyd Webber that was read out by the creative team. And, um, you know, look, I understand if things aren't quite going the way you hoped, then as a business, you have to make hard decisions that are not easy, but there's ways things should be done. And people's livelihoods were on the line. And to not even issue 
an apology of how it all played out, I thought was really, really something and not in a good way. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be very upset. I know um, this kind of happened to the Phantom cast as well. Oh, really? Um, because banning is closing, and I have found um, there's someone that's in the cast, but she was explaining to me that all that they're in a rehearsal, and all of a sudden you just see the assistant director like get up and like walk out, or and they're like, "Oh, it's weird," and then they're like, "Everyone, come back. Um, we need to tell you something. Something is going to break in the news, and we want to tell you first. So everyone had to get on like a Zoom call if people weren't there, like people from costuming, like people like people have been there for like when the show opened. So to hear that, hey, we're closing, that's like a really big shock. And it's Phantom. It's Phantom of the Opera. You think it's gonna be around forever and it's not. Um, so I know people were really shocked and now thinking about that. Some of those people have been on that show for a really long time, have to find a different job is crazy. So that'll be interesting. The person who is in the show, I nanny for them. So now I'm like, ooh, maybe I'm not going to have a job after the show's done. So I have to think about that too. So Andrew Lloyd Webber really messed me up. Um, closing the show so we will see we will see what happens but I know they were shocked when they found out so we'll see but the bad Cinderella is going to be there but I know they um, did a recording of English and a Spanish version which is really cool and I think that'll bring a lot of like just people that want to listen to um, Broadway music or just want to hear songs but maybe don't like know what it, what it means or it's just bringing in a total different perspective which I think is really cool. Uh, and I know like uh, for the movie In the Heights, people are like, oh, I wish it was in Spanish. And then they there's like this app, I forget what it's called, but it like makes this, the show in Spanish so people can enjoy it in different cultures and um, the lead actor of Bad Cinderella is Latina and I'm like oh that's so great so people from our culture can enjoy a musical which is really cool and I never thought that would ever happen so I feel like that's really great and the fact that he brought in a Latina is awesome because it's not West Side Story it's not in the Heights. It's not Hamilton. It's like a total new show for her to like be herself and her most authentic self without kind of being the point as a Latina, which I think is really cool. But she's been in On Your Feet. She was in Dear Evan Hansen. So she's like, she's ready. I'm excited for her. Um, but I'm interested to hear the music. I've heard it's not the best, but I don't know. Yeah, I've got to admit, I haven't really given the musical score much of a listen. Um, obviously, Bad Cinderella, I know quite well from clips and things, but I'm excited to see her do it. Like you say, she's got an amazing list of credits, an amazing voice, and I think I think she'll do a fabulous job, and I, I wish her every success with it, because I think she's doing so much in terms of representation. Truly um as well and I think I think she's gonna nail it I hope so I just see people on um social media just like knocking it down I'm like what why 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 can't we like help a girl out and like 
I mean, if it was you up there, how would you feel if someone being like, oh, well, I'm bad Cinderella and, like, whatever, and, like, making fun of it? You're like, wow, like, that probably wasn't even her, what she really wanted to say. There was probably a publicist involved. Like, that's not... I, I, I would suggest maybe more compassion from an actor standpoint because if I got that and then I saw all that stuff and that backlash, I would be... Oh my god, I don't think I'm strong enough personally. I so think I like, oh god, it's so like, tough, isn't it? When you you're in the spotlight, because it's inevitable when you're in the spotlight that you're gonna get a mixed review. You're not gonna please everyone. But I absolutely. think the important thing to remember is you only get haters when you're doing something right. Like there's got to be something you're doing right, otherwise people wouldn't truly. be bothered. So um, yeah. I think you kind of have to take that and it's weird because I was talking to some of my friends about this and about like you know people that are big in the celebrity world and how they're some of them get attacked more than others in the media and they were like even though you know you've made it to this big league and you're really successful it must still really hurt because you're human I mean, Absolutely. I totally agree. Like, it's it, it. Yes, it's easy to be like, oh well, they've got all this success, and you know, other people haven't, so they can take it. I'm like, but they're still a human being. Yeah. Like, and shouldn't Absolutely. we support each other through through things? Okay, some people make mistakes, but if they hold their hands up, you know, we can right. we can learn and move from it. None of us are saints. We all know that. Um, but I think we definitely need to support each other more and it, this competitiveness and jealousy, like being authentically happy for someone and being proud of them and genuinely grateful for them that they've got opportunities. I don't think people realise that would also lead you onto bigger and better things yourself. Like, yeah, really. Absolutely. Yeah, it's really odd. Um, but I'm... We're, we're obviously cheering each other, so I guess that's all that matters. Obviously, the pod, the podcast, if we were bashing her, everyone would listen to it, but I think it's better to to share some positivity and happiness for her work because she booked it, and it's going to be really, really great. And so I'm excited. We'll see what happens. I'm going to have to go. You're going to have to come to New York. Then we'll see the show. Yes, I would love that. Do you know how much that's going to cost me to come all that way to see a show? I'll London's far. I'll buy the stage. I'll buy the tickets. You can buy the flight. It'll be fine. Uh, oh, that would be amazing. We'll have to arrange something at some point and get together in person. But it's, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I'm so excited for her. And I'm so excited that we can support each other and show people that you don't have to tear other people down I know that society gets a lot of its energy from doing that but in the society where people tear each other down I hope we can help see that people can lift each other up and fingers crossed hopefully that's what people are people are doing more and more I am seeing more and more positive things happening so yeah I'm I'm hoping for the best (laughs) absolutely yeah I agree 100% so Spencer, what is coming up over the next few weeks for you? What's in the diary? Okay, so figuring out a couple of classes to take because I really need to add something I'm 
looking forward to doing, which I'm really excited on. Um, and like, how many classes should I take? What's the, what do I have in the budget? Um, we're possibly, I'm not hundred percent sure looking for new headshots. I, I was looking at them and they made me look like I saw her edited version and I saw the non-edited version of like when I took them during after I graduated college or like during my senior year of college and it's like okay it's time but like she really like made me really pale and that's not the color I am so I'm like going back and forth like whoa like why didn't I even like check this like this is weird like really like made my skin cut I mean yeah, you can find me on my on my page but like my headshot I don't think really looks like me at the moment so I'm thinking about getting new headshots um and where that is and how it's not going to break the bank because over in the U.S. it's like a thousand dollars to get your headshots done then plus makeup and hair and you're like oh help so and then even just more like photos of um my body that sounds really weird but um of like my <laughs> of my body no but like dance photos and stuff like that just to have them on the website on the reel I have a photographer friend so hopefully they'll set me up but um that's definitely in the on the card potentially getting my hair cut I can't deal with my long hair anymore I'm like ready I think I want to do it I don't know we'll see just like here but I love your hair I know (laughs) we'll see we'll see I I do love it but it's maybe just a trim or something I don't know it's just really killing me it's like I'm feeling like a mermaid and it's like getting out of control but we will see we will see um but what else starting to look at different agencies doing the research looking up their website um making a list of them and then, like, starting to have, like, my, hi, I am Spencer Martinez, and I would like to, for you to um, be my agent. Obviously, I'm not going to say that. Um, and the subject line, which is what I've been learning, is don't say seeking representation. Say something else. Make it different. Make it you. Because they're obviously, I mean, I don't know if they'll obviously not click on it, but you got to make it fun. So that's a little key that I've just learned. Uh, what else? Auditioning. So that'll be exciting. I have a couple to do, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping just to book, not as fast as possible, but just like book the way I want to book and not feel stressed on doing it as fast as possible. Just like making like good content and like not rushing my headshots and not rushing my, um, auditions but just like making quality content amazing I'm so excited for you to get back started I'm so proud of you as well because I know how scary it can be starting over and you know when you've got other things going on it's actually great to have other things going on that you can like take a step back from things and say okay I'm doing this now but it it's tough so I'm immensely proud of you and I'm so excited I can't wait to see what you get up to Thank you. I'm so excited. It's going to be a good time and I appreciate your support. So I need that. No worries. And we'll check in every month on this podcast and you can keep us all up to date with how the journey's going. 
Oh, absolutely. I'm excited. I hope like next month I'm going to be like, oh, I got this. I'm doing this. This is happening. So get ready, everyone. You'll hear an update very shortly. Yeah. And so much happens in a month, doesn't it? Like, it's crazy. You don't think much will happen in a month. And like, it's a long time. Stuff, lots of stuff Mm -hmm. happens. It goes Mm -hmm. quick, but Mm -hmm. it's (laughs) jam-packed. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But I'm excited for our next month. Very next month. Okay, so great. It'll be around, what, like Thanksgiving time? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, right. Now I'm just thinking y'all are across the pond and you guys don't celebrate Thanksgiving. So. No, we don't. When, it, when is Thanksgiving? November uh, time, right? The 20, yeah, November time, around like the 29th. Um, but yeah, I mean, the whole colonization thing, I need to be I need to be more aware of that I love Thanksgiving for what it stands for with being with family and really being thankful for what you have but also understanding like there was something horrible that happened in the United States when that happened so we we like do a lot of like my dad's in the history so we do a lot of like reading about what happened during that time and how were um Native Americans really being treated horribly and what happened and really like learning about that instead of just being like oh like pilgrims and indians or bffs and they all had dinner together and really all actuality that's not what happened (laughs) so um yeah so it's just like the learning of the and the history and understanding like really what happened and being aware but i love thanksgiving so the food's amazing so i'm very excited will be a good time but lots happens during Thanksgiving so we'll see with an update of from me and obviously from Bethany so she's going to be I'm sure like booking like two other things so well we hope so I'm going to be busy self-taping over the next few weeks getting ready for this contract and actually spending a lot of time on social media like just yeah getting myself out there practicing these acting challenges and um sharing my personality as well and hopefully um that'll lead to you know um not only the platform and sharing more tips with with aspiring performers of information that should be out there but hopefully it'll um keep me pushing forward and keep my I suppose it's like an online CV keep that moving forward as well so it's going to be a busy month but I think I think we're ready Yeah, I do. That I wasn't do. said with great optimism, was it? <laughs> we can do it. I think. No, but we got your personality through like your last video when you were thanking everyone that showed up to um, like the meeting, and I feel like everyone was just like obviously loving on you. So I think that's great. Thank you. you I've got to say, um, I love my followers. Uh, like. They're just such a supportive group. Like, really, I really well, thought they're... I'd have encountered a lot more hate than 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 I have. I'm very, very lucky to have such a supportive group of people. So if you're listening to this, you are one of them. And thank you. <laughs> yes. Please don't be mean to the new person. Thank you. <laughs> I think everyone's going to love you. And I've loved having you as my co-host on this episode. And we'll be back every month doing like a little bonus episode of us catching up. And um, it's been a pleasure to co-host with you. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Bye, everyone.
It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you to everyone listening at home. I've been your host, Bethany Unwin. And I'm Spencer Martinez, your co-host. And it's been amazing to chat to you today. And thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to the show. Mm-hmm.